The title of today's episode is Academic Writing is not a Coca-Cola. You might think, what the heck has Coca-Cola got to do with writing? Not much, in fact, but there are some similarities. Let me explain it to you in this episode. Hi, my name is Kasia and I'm an academic reading and writing coach. And this is my podcast, Academic Reading and Writing Made Easy. There are two approaches to teaching writing and learning how to write. I'm sure many of you can relate to your English classes from your secondary school days when your English teacher asked you to write a letter. These days, we do not write too many traditional letters. What a shame. I cherish the moment when by accident I stumble across old letters written to my parents from summer camps. Anyway, nowadays we tend to send emails instead. A lot of emails. So, when I ask you to give me the most typical, special characteristics of an email, what would you say they are? The opening phrase? The signing off phrase? For example, Dear Mrs. Smith or Dear Sir Madam, when you don't know the name of the person you are writing to. Then you explain why you are writing this letter or email. Let's think of one of the most common types of letters or emails we write in English. Any ideas? It's a letter of complaint. I bet you can recall the opening sentence. Dear Sir Madam, I'm writing to complain about, let's say, the phone I bought on your website last Saturday. Then you describe the item and what happened with it. In the end, you ask for a replacement or a refund, depending on what fits you best. And finally, there is the ending phrase. So again, there are many ways of doing so, but one of the most typical is just to sign off by saying, I look forward to hearing from you, yours sincerely, when you know the recipient by name, or yours faithfully, when you don't, X, Y, Z. We all know this pattern, don't we? If you have ever taken an exam in English, you remember writing either a letter, a report, a review or an essay. For example, IELTS Writing Task 1. Describe the information you can see in the diagram. IELTS Writing Task 2. Discuss advantages and disadvantages and give your opinion. These are all examples of product writing. The idea behind this concept is that you can easily and quickly produce a short piece of writing. Let's be honest, an essay of 250 words is not a lot. 
So how can you do it quickly? You learn the structure or so-called model essay, model report or model letter and what you need to do is to take out the subject-specific words or phrases related to this very specific task and substitute them with your own content. For example, instead of writing a complaint letter about your phone, you'll write a complaint letter about your laptop. The main elements of the letter of complaint stay the same. Because you work with a template, you do not have to spend too much time structuring your letter. All you need to do is to have a bit of vocabulary. That's why I compare it to Coca-Cola. You produce a product that you can consume very quickly, just like a can of cola. This is why writing tasks that you learn to deal with for English exams are called product writing. However, things are different when it comes to academic writing. To start with, academic writing would never be limited to 250 words, as it is with IELTS Writing Task 2. The shortest piece of writing starts at 1,000 words and is often reserved for foundation year students. What is more, there is no template whatsoever that you can use for your assignment, as each assignment is pretty much different and therefore you need to approach each of them more individually. In this respect, Whatever needs individual attention requires time as well. This is why academic writing cannot be product writing. Instead, it is called process writing. And as any process, academic writing has got stages or steps. What are they? Where does academic start? So, academic writing starts with... When I ask my students this question, they often tell me that writing starts with a blank page. What a dreadful feeling it is when you stare at a blank page in front of your computer and nothing comes out of you for ages. In fact, it doesn't have to be this way if you approach writing as a process as it is a process. So where does this process start? It starts with a research question. The research question is the main focus of your assignment. If you're a foundation year student or in the very first year of your studies, you will often be given a topic to write about. However, then you progress and you'll be more often asked to come up with your own research question for your assignment. The next stage is when you brainstorm ideas and simply put them on paper. At this point, you do not evaluate ideas, if they are strong or weak, but instead you want to make as many connections with the topic as possible. 
once you have completed these two stages, you are ready to start doing your research, which means looking for sources, reading them, and note-taking. This part of the research is the most time-consuming, but when done correctly, will save, save you a lot of time in the future when you are actually writing up your essay or report. These three stages, looking for the right sources, reading and note-taking, is what needs a lot of attention, and I will definitely talk more about those in my next episodes. So let's go back to the stages of the process. The next step is planning. And here I need to say it even more loudly. Remember to plan, please. With years of experience in marking students' papers, it is so easy for me to tell which students have planned their essays and which haven't. Again, in my experience, students who do not plan their writing get lost, repeat ideas, or write short paragraphs which lack depth. Or even they wander off the topic. They are just writing about the topic, but not on the topic. Okay, so let's repeat the stages we've covered so far. Stage one, formulating your research question. Stage two, brainstorming ideas. Stage three, doing research, which means finding the sources, reading them and note-taking. Stage four, planning. Did you remember all of them? Brilliant. What's next? The next stage is drafting, or as my student would say, writing, writing, writing. I myself prepare to call it drafting and redrafting, because as you can imagine, before you submit your essay, report or a dissertation, you'll have changed it many times. You cannot expect to write any assignment at one go. It will take you time. Once you feel confident about your final draft, you can now check it for any mistakes, made be spelling, typo, style, grammar or layout. And voila! Now you are ready to submit your work. Congratulations! As you can see, academic writing takes time and energy. This is why it is so important to spread it across a couple of weeks so that you give yourself enough time and do not panic before the submission deadline, but instead submit your paper on time, stress-free. So let's recap on the stages of academic writing. Stage one, formulating your research question. Stage two, brainstorming ideas. Stage three, doing research, meaning finding the sources, reading them and note-taking. Stage four, planning. Stage five, drafting and redrafting. Stage six, proofreading. And stage number seven, submission. All right, my friend, I hope you loved this episode and found it valuable. 
please do share it with a friend if you think somebody else could get some value from this as well. And if you love what you're hearing, be sure to follow Academic Reading and Writing Made Easy on your favorite listing platform and leave me a review. I would love to hear from you. Reading reviews is what lights me up. All right, my friend, I'll speak to you soon. Bye.